Kuro, home to nearly 400 people, located in the Waitaki Valley, North Otago, South Island. Small town Aotearoa, and there's some great things about the place. Good fishing, good wine, popular cycle trails, and signature dishes. We make the best scones you'll ever have. Kate White's lived in Kuro for 30 years and runs the lodge and cafe Waitaki Braids, named after the local river. If nature is your thing, it would be worth the visit. It's physically a beautiful part of the country. We have 7,000 holiday makers come in the summer and camp around the lake. I mean, we've got mountains. We've even got our own ski field, Awakino. But it's also world famous for the childhood home of a former rugby All Black captain and 110 Test veteran. All of which makes Kuro sound like a pretty cool wee town. Except Kuro isn't really a place at all. At least it's not the original name for that place. Te Kuro is a, is a really significant name and, and place for us in our whakapapa. Yeah. The first name for this North Otago town was Te Kohuro. And if that sounds a lot like Kuro, well that's because Kuro is the anglicised version. It's something that's happened all over the country. Hard to pronounce Māori names got rebuilt to fit European mouths. And mangled as they may be, many of those names have stuck because, well, names matter. They become part of us, as you can hear in this famous clip with a talkback caller to Marcus Lush on News Talk ZB in 2019, Mary was the caller's name. Would you deliberately call a cheese camembert? Hell no, I know better than that. But you don't, but you'd, but you'd mispronounce Opaho. No, it's not mispronounced. That's my hometown, Marcus. Um, no, that, that is, but, but if I told you how it was pronounced, right? Well, it's a bit late now, dear. I'm actually well, uh, soon. But, but, but why is it too late now? Good question. Even after 30 years, Kate White decided it wasn't too late to learn about her town's name. The name is Teikahuro. And because it said Ro on the end, R-A-U, what has happened is there's been a bastardisation of the name and it's, they've shortened it to Kuro, so you get the row, row your boat. Call Justine Murray Aho, and that call we heard earlier from Mary really struck a nerve. I mean, how much that anglicised name mattered to her, but also how many people just don't know the amazing stories behind the original names of so many places in Aotearoa, because place names are a snapshot of history of a place and of the people who've lived there. So in this series, we're going to dig out the stories behind those place names, starting with Kuro. This is No My Town, a podcast about Aotearoa place names. We've already met Kate, a local business owner and maker of great cheese scones. A Pākehā woman originally from Banks Peninsula, she spent most of her adult life living in the main cities before ending up in the country. I've been here 30 years. I said I'd do 10. It's an interesting town because it sits on the edge of the river and on one side of the river is South Canterbury the Hakatarami is in South Canterbury and Te Kahuru is in North Otago 
So you've got Crusaders, Highlanders. What was traditionally blue voters and land uh, large run holders and, you know, big wool prices in the days of big wool prices, big farms, big wool prices. And then on the Takahuga outside, you've got, you had the dam workers on the Waitaki Dam. Takahuga is the home of Social Security. Arnold Nordmeyer started, asked the dam workers to put a penny a week in to support the injured workers that were there. So Arnold Nordmeyer the minister and the doctor got together and started social security in New Zealand. So this is the home of it. It's a tricky word to say, tekohuro. And tekohuro literally means many mists. Kohu to mean mist. Adding ro makes it many or a hundred. So why isn't the name tekohuro widely known? I suppose it depends who you ask. I reached out to Justin Tipa. He's the Māori language teacher and Po Arataki Māori, head of Māori culture with Fonterra. The only time we ever referred to it as Te Kohuro was uh, one of the local fish and chip shops uh, w- was known as the Te Kohuro shop. The, but the locals um, w- would call it Te Kohuro. Um, but, you know, certainly with our family, we would call it Te Kohuro. Tikohuro also begins with a voyage across the Pacific Ocean. So most of the, the, the place names around our district um, are associated with the Arai Te Uru Waka tradition. With Pūrāko, or Māori legends, landmarks are often connected to the history. On its way to the South Island, the Waka, Arai Te Uru, ran into choppy seas. Calabashes and food baskets on board fell into the ocean. Now these became the Moiraki boulders at Kwe Kohe Beach. Te Kohuro was a, a tūpuna on board the Arai Te Uru Waka that capsized down at Matakaia Shag Point. And several of the, the crew members never made it back aboard and, and subsequently became the, many of the geographical features of, of Te Waipounamu. So his physical body transformed into a hill, known today as Kuro Hill. So Te Kohuro was a kainga for us. It was a kaika mahinga kai where we gathered tuna and weka. Um, and it was a, a part of the main trail for us that, that went from the coast uh, inland over into into the Queenstown Lakes, Hawea, Wanaka region. If we know Te Kohuro was an ancestor of the Waitaha people, where did Kuro come from? Wendy Shaw has worked with Land Information New Zealand, or LINS, and the New Zealand Geographic Board Secretariat for 40 years. The simplest way to think of this is that the transcription, or the way it was transcribed for the original Māori names, were usually done by a surveyor, or a settler, or a crown official, or perhaps a missionary, and sometimes they were not that well educated. And, and then the other way of looking at it was that they would write down what they heard according to their ear of origin. So, for example, Captain Cook's Northumbrian ear wrote for Te Waipo Namu, um, Tovi Po Namu, T-O-V-Y, Tovi, P-O-E, Po, N-A-M-M-U. Mamu. 
Yeah, so that's what he heard. And so in his English, that's how he, he wrote Te Wai Pounamu. So this is this has actually happened throughout uh, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, and once the written standardised form of Te Reo Māori was established, the board itself um, has sought to uphold the spelling of such names correctly so that the meaning of the story associated with the name is beyond doubt. But it's one thing to get the meaning and spelling right, quite another thing for people to use that name. For local Kate White, it was while she was working for Environment Canterbury that she decided she wanted to use original Māori names. For me, it started with the word hacker. People kept saying, oh, I live up the hacker. And they were actually meaning the haka teramea. They don't do a hacker before a rugby game. They do a haka before a rugby game. And haka teramea is such a beautiful word when you say it. Really beautiful word, dancing amongst the speargrass. So then I started saying haka teramea. Slowly... My staff learnt to say hakataramia. That's her staff at her lodge and restaurant, Waitaki Braids, by the way. One day, Kate wrote the words haka on a blackboard and put it at the front door. Now, it was her way of getting the locals to have a go at saying the words correctly. But there was some resistance. There is pushback on it. People don't like it. They react quite strongly to it initially. But... Times are changing and people want to be seen to be changing with the times. So they'll still come in and they'll say, oh, I live up the hacker. And yeah. then they'll look at me and go, haka. <laughs> um, but they try, it's the runaka say, they're trying. They're That's trying. all you can ask, isn't it? And Moiraki-based Te Reo Māori teacher Justin Tipper sees it the same way. People are really ingrained and they still try and, well, this is the way it's always been. But I think when you have people like um, Guy Nespina or, or Marcus Lush and you have non-Māori in the media that are willing to have some difficult conversations and really champion the language as well, I, I think that, that helps when, when non-Māori hear other non-Māori um, correcting them or, or saying names properly and it forces people to have a conversation. That, that's where the magic happens. It's in taking people on a journey rather than trying to use a big stick and force everyone to, to say it properly. The names that we're talking about, they're, they're part of our whakapapa. They're, they're part of our pūrāko. They're, they're part of the waiata that we teach our children. They're part of the, the stories that we, we, we speak about on the marae. And if people are genuine, just give it a go and, and don't be scared. I think if, if the intent's there, people will be, be very well receptive. Te Kohuro, Kuro, population a smidge under 400, home of good wine, cycle trails, fishing, the Waitaki Hydro Dam, and hometown of rugby player Richie Makua, named after Arangatira, a chief who overlooks the city as a hill. Kuro Hill, or Te Kohuro Hill. Ko kaitahu kāti māmoi te manawhenua, te runaka o moiraki te papatipurunaka o kaitahu. This is No My Town, a podcast about Aotearoa place names, produced by me, Justine Murray. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you access your podcasts.